Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including, but not limited to, copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Be fruitful and become many. Welcome to House Common Blood, we're a D&D 5e campaign. I am Gray, your DM and host, and I'm here with our players, Mega. Janelle, I am Mega, and I play the the Bastard Class Triton character, Eddie. I also play Eddie, and really any other kind of silly name I want to give my characters. <laughs> Followed by Nita. Uh, bienvenido, uh, Nita here. I play the... Human cleric sorcerer named Ulia Oblak. And you sound like death. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by our good friend Rakuza. Hello, everyone. I play Mavet, the big tree boy who has chilled out a lot in his life. <laughs> and our fire girl, good old Moo. Hello. I play a person that's always on fire, who is a fire genasi um, artificer alchemist, who, you know, seems to be always the one that sets off the traps because curiosity kills the fire genasi. Alright, so during our last session, we had a, a couple things happen. Mavet experienced, uh, well, actually, we should start from the beginning. If memory serves, you guys, uh, dealt with uh, animate statues that ambushed the team and you guys promptly destroyed them without uh, suffering any serious damage minus the poor fucking bird. Hey, not our fault. <laughs> Indeed. Once you guys uh, vanquished your foe, you went back and rested. Uh, you guys had a long rest uh, in the kitchen. Afterwards, everyone had a uh, level up. You all went back to uh, where you had the combat, explored down the corridor where you guys found a shrine to the World Serpent, and everyone made an offering. Eddie offered his drugs and got some silver. Aluya offered her hair and got some copper. Seer... You, what what exactly did you give again? What was the item? It was ashes, dra draconic ashes, correct? Correct. Yes, and you got gold from that. Mavet, you offered your amber blood, and you got a gem, uh, a spell component worth 200 uh, gold pieces. And from those gifts, a door was revealed. And I don't believe I forgot anything else. You guys made a little bit of progress within this dungeon. 
Um, oh, there was one tiny detail I did forget. Uh, Seer did have a moment with uh, Packins while she was infused or looking for infusion material. They went uh, back and forth, back and forth, and eventually he told her that eventually they should go see a ruin to the south that Jean Lebon, of all people, might be there. And from what you heard, there is a phenomenon that needs to be seen. Um, I believe that's all the major details from last session. <laughs> Did I forget anything? <laughs> nope. What you said was in my notes, so we're good. There you go. All right. You guys ready to get back into it? Well, we're definitely ready to put our backs into it. Oh, that too. Ugh. Put on some tension and fear here. You know, besides all the sexual tension in this group. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just play Megan the Stallion. There you go. You get everybody's tension of. Watch the high tension music be circus music. Actually, let's uh, let's bring in the soundtrack from Carousel just to really confuse them. All right. So just to reiterate where you guys are. You're within a long rectangular room where there is a stone shrine. An altar to Nahash, the world serpent that flies in the sky. There is an offering bowl uh, beneath the altar with uh, a bowl of skulls and uh, stargazer lilies. Uh, right beside this uh, detailed uh, etched scat uh, statue are uh, two se- uh, two sets of uh, candles on each side of it. Uh, both sides are unlit, and two curtains that extend from one side of the room to the other with gre- uh, yellow fabric. A door to the south opened up for you guys. It is open, albeit dark. What do you guys do? Hey, look, a door opened. Yes. Yep, looking down the hallway, it looks like it leads to a dead end. But a secret door, it doesn't look like it goes anywhere. Only one way to find out is to delve deeper but looks to eddie but like maybe because you're trying to see with your eyes and not with your mind would eddie like to by chance check it out for us he is good with that sort of thing i guess uh eddie will take a peek like uh, see what anybody else is seeing <laughs> yep you look down the corridor and it looks like there is a wall at the end so eddie will walk a few steps in you begin walking in. No traps trigger. Nothing crazy happens. As you get closer, does it feel like there's any place that just kind of like looks like it's a wall, but not really? <laughs> yeah. As you get closer and closer, you get that sensation with the back end wall. Oh shit, made a mistake here. <laughs> yep. At some point, I need to give Eddie some form of vision. <laughs> okay. Yep, yep, yep. I got you. I understand what you mean. And then like... uh Hey, Eddie, can you, like, go through that wall real quick? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say, even though your token doesn't have a clear vision of this, that with how, like, everything in this dungeon is Mastercraft architecture, but I'm going to say, like, uh, with this false wall, that over the years there is slight deterioration without upkeep, and you do see, like, a small fissure where you can see through it. And yes... Eddie can easily phase through the wall. Oh, and that does make me wonder, like, the, the wall is still solid, it's just, like, uh... Yeah, it's still... Uh, if you interact with the wall, 
like uh, say with the mage hand, I can give you a little bit more information on that. Yeah, just uh, give it a poke at a prod. Yeah, and as you poke and prod it, you feel like it easily moves. Uh, don't worry, Braz. It's basically a door. <laughs> you, you look down the hallway, and just to quickly describe it, there is a yellow carpet. Then to the west, there are two uh, uh, alcoves. To oh, I, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, to the west, there are two alcoves. To the east, there are two alcoves. And near the center of this hallway is a crossroad. What's just a little bit disturbing to you, Eddie, is as you're looking down this hallway, you do see bloody footsteps, and they are rather large. They go from one of the alcoves to the east, near the end of this hallway. They walk towards the junction in the hall and go to the west. Oh, hey, bras, there's some red put footprints on the ground. I thought you were going to say pudding. <laughs> There's pudding. Just like suddenly There's... everybody scrambles through the hallway. <laughs> yeah, like, we can totes go forward. Might as well then. Kind of looks silly if you like, want me to go first or you? Mm, well, I want to protect you, but I want you to be able to see better. So I'll take it back. Fair enough. Although I don't know if you would have been able to protect me from being lit on fire. That's just true. Proceeds forward. You guys start lining up the hallway. What about my vet? I don't see my vet in this hallway. What is my vet doing and thinking at this moment? Ma vet is attempting to follow the party. Mm -hmm. And he goes the opposite direction. Well, an attempt was made. <laughs> yep. And uh, just to quickly note, Peckins is also following you guys. Before he uh, gets too far, he offers one of his feathers to the shrine, does a quick prayer takes a little bit of uh, copper and falls tail. <laughs> now, I need to tell you, Eddie, as you're walking down this hallway, uh, the first uh, the first door to your east, you hear the sounds of snarling and just the eating of flesh along with just a, a, a meek voice going, Good, good. Eat. <laughs> I wonder if they're eating each other out. <laughs> and just to clarify, before you guys take actions, like, uh, do you guys wait at all? Do you guys listen? Do you observe? Ignore? Interact? Well, what Eddie said out loud is still canon. Uh, are they, like, eating each other out or something? <laughs> I mean, whatever they're eating, it seems like they're enjoying it rather greatly. Maybe there is another chef here in the dungeon? I feel like the other dude would have mentioned it. Then I think we'll have to assume it's not an ally, but an enemy. Should we, like, deal with it? I mean, we could at least try to take a pee. I love how I didn't hear the K sound, so I thought you said pee. <laughs> Just like, let's take a pee. That's why this hall is yellow. <laughs> so, like... Are we going to open the door or peek through it? I think that's the goal. Above table, guys, yeah, I'm going to open the door and just take a small peek. Yeah, you. Yeah. I take a little pee. <laughs> As you open the door, you see that there is another door ten feet down. Quick, kill it! It's a door! Um, 
proceeds forward. Okay, go forward. As soon as you go in, the door behind you closes. Oh, good God. God damn! <laughs> and oh my God. right above you, you hear a hiss. And you see a purple cloud descend on you. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Well, guys, now we know I am officially the trap setter off. Not one willingly, but I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I try to open the door? Oh, Gray. I just read in the notes I need to make one, too. A constitution saving throw. Uh, What was that for? Remind me. Or if you can't say it aloud, uh, text me. Uh, it's, I, I think you just told him to remind you for him to roll. Look what I tell him to... What, was it for... Uh, oh, yes, yes, because he uh, sacrificed his own blood. Yeah, of course, of course. Remember, um, I'll deal with you in a second. Um, first, let's focus on Seer. Seer, uh, with an 18, you succeed. As this descends on you, nothing happens. And the door opens back up oh hey so like what what did you see a lot of purple smoke i don't recommend walking in here unless you have a strong constitution then again i could just be on fire and neutralize it it's hard to tell no i have a bad gag reflex i'll stay out of it is it possible to like analyze what this purple smoke was make me an arcana check and uh uh while you're doing that my vet make me constitution saving throw please um, with the 25, you know that, uh, you, you, I would actually say that you're fairly impressed with this. Uh, that was a sanitizer. Um, not only does it kill, uh, possible, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what the medieval term would be or its equivalent, but, uh, uh essentially like bacteria, like, uh, be, uh, cleansing, uh, the person who's, uh, going in. Purifying the evil spirits. Yes, purifying the evil spirits that is all over your body. Now, what's interesting to you is it seems like uh, the spray also has an interesting effect. It will also uh, terminate any passive uh, magical effects that you have on you. This can be a great thing and a terrible thing for a lot. I'm actually rather impressed. I want you to think of it as a way to purify one, but it's also a safety mechanism for someone to how to describe it the spell all effects on someone before they walk into a prior room mm. all right and uh just uh before we get too far into the rp i need i do need to specify uh just for its effects with how high you rolled because i feel like you uh, deserve this uh in terms of uh terminating passive effects uh from a spell it is just immediate termination like uh there's no recovery from that with equipment it's up to a minute it sounds like something that they would make in the Gamish community. So it removes the bacteria, and then what? It's a sanitizer that terminates passive effects. That's what you gotta write Basically, down. Basically, it dispels constant effects such as, like, if someone casts Enhance Ability, it just turns it off. That's a better way of uh, putting it. Yep, it dispels constant effects. Um, towards Mavet, you rolled the 12 with your constitution. So uh, l let's take a moment to... Uh, <laughs> right ride the memory train with this when you cut your hand to make an offering to uh, Nahesh and that blood dripped into the bowl unfortunately you are not strong enough to repel the thirst that it had eating your uh, 
not only your uh, physical blood, but your spirit as well. I'm actually going to need you to roll me a 1d10 plus 5. Also, you're gay now. Mm-hmm. Ah, why am I into stones now? Mm-hmm. You take 12 damage. It cannot be reduced. And on top of that, this will take away from your maximum hit points. And this is before considering uh, Hero's Feast. I know. It, it, it starts to get a little confusing when we're uh, considering like uh, the increase and now a decrease. But keep that in mind. Make sure to jot down 12. Uh, you can investigate that further. But at the moment, it doesn't seem like a short or long rest is enough to deal with the damage that has been done to your body. Uh, if you want, I would you like to flavor up the scene a little bit? Like, uh, towards uh, how this looks onto you, uh, Mavet? As we now r- go back into the past of the past five minutes of making the blood offering to Mavet, as he was draining his amber blood, you notice he wasn't strong enough for the greed of the offering as the smoke inside his abdomen slowly becomes less opaque. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to imagine, like, uh, even some of the smoke going into the mouth of the serpent and its uh, eyes, its gem eyes glinting and uh, shining ever brighter. Uh, uh, apologies. Let's uh, switch things back up to the present. Uh, Seer has currently informed the party what will happen if you walk into this room. Doesn't seem that significant. Could be something to uh, take note of. What do you guys do? You guys hear that crunching and munching of jaws on flesh. So, shall we proceed forward through the other door? Or do you want to explore further down? Well, like, I don't know if it's like a bad dude that we were hearing. I don't know if we're still hearing it now because God hasn't told us yet. But... (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's totally happening. Eat, eat, my dear. Oh, you have, you have hair in your mouth. And you're walking. And again, this is as you guys were discussing. You hear a little bit of wobbling, takes it out. Oh, what a fine coat. But like, it might not be like the best idea to like, leave it behind if they like, decide to come our way later. And then we have no way else to go. True. Plus, we don't know how far the influence of, well of that warlord we dealt with influence was, so this person might be friendly, like the chef was. Actually, like, uh, Eddie puts a, a finger to his ear. It's, uh, hey, bruh. What's up? Oh, I don't... He's talking to Owen. Oh, I always forget. It's so hard. Little dude. Little yep. bruh. I'm gonna like, ah! No, that, that even got me for a second, so... Yes. My otter friend. Hey, do you, like, have any, like, really hungry friends? Do I have hungry friends? Hmm. Yes. Yes, I I have friends who can be hungry. Why do you ask? Well, like, we just walked by, well, walked into, like, a clean room. But then, like, I guess somewhere on the other side of a door, there's just, like, something that's just, like, seems to be really hungry because we can hear them eating. <laughs> oh, is that so? Hmm, well... Something about hair? I only have two rooms with sanitation chambers. Yes, one 
I have for my experiments for the animals. The other is where the corpses go. It is my little... Yes, it's my crypt. I am afraid I don't know which room you're talking about. Hmm. Like, we just came through a... Came through a door next to a shrine. Oh. Well, a wall. Yes. Yes. I do remember. Why did I make that? Hmm. Yes. The room that you should be next to is for my experiments. There should be animals in there. <laughs> Just keep hearing. Do any of those animals talk? Hmm. Yes. Yes, there should be. There should be a rat named Marvin. He was ever so bright. One of my first experiments. He is the only one capable of speech. He's a good little boy. Yes. Eat. And then we shall rise. I have nothing to say but good things about that cute little thing. Anna, the voice seems really into something eating something. Yes. Something about rising? <laughs> hmm. Well, he should only be the size of a mouse. Teeny tiny mouse. What harm could he do? <laughs> hear echoing from the room. Well, I guess one way or another we're going to find the secret of Nim. As he just like uh, looks over to see her. <laughs> so apparently there's like a really smart rat living in there. <laughs> yes, don't mind if I do. And you just hear a little ruffle, a little bit of uh, metal scraping against metal, followed by the sound of a snap. Oh, what a precious thing. Then followed by one huge explosion, then a smaller explosion, and then... <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that. It's, it's fine, I'm its master. Listen to me. Then a third explosion. Damn it all! I feel like a lot of things are happening while we're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I don't understand what's going on. My curiosity's killing me. Uh... Again, it, it sounds like uh, whoever is in this room is occupied. Uh, if you guys want to, you can explore. If you want to talk to this person, it is completely on the board. Like, it is up to you guys what you guys desire. But you do hear footsteps uh, on the junction down south, and they're getting louder and louder. Should I proceed forward? Well, I guess one way or another, for, as like points during that down that corridor and then down south, we're gonna run into something. Might as well pick the one that we see coming. <laughs> Alright, let's, as above table, shoot, I think I'll just open the door. Okay, go forward, uh, open the door, uh, if you want, like, uh, everyone can step within, uh, ten feet of the room just to get situated here. I'll, uh, go in detail where everything is. And that applies to you as well, Mavet. Oh, uh, within ten feet, Aluya, of, uh, the entrance. So, uh, I should clarify. This uh, towel exactly where uh, Eddie is, is uh, uh, where the starting point is. But uh, you do see a rat. It is a tiny creature. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say tiny. It's small. It's a small creature, like probably between uh, two to three feet. It's hunched over and it's wearing uh, executioner's mask. And as you guys uh, walk in, it it 
uh, turns its back, or I should say its back is towards you, and its head swivels towards the door and goes, Oh, what do we have here? Who are you? And you see within his hand a unicorn's horn, and uh, from his hand... Your eyes go to the floor, and you see a hound with a iridescent, uh, a rainbow coat of fur, just eating the flesh of a albino white horse, eating and eating and eating. He's going to say, "Halt! Don't move!" It looks like the rat's holding Olivia by the hair. Yeah, I know. Again, this is just to have a better visual of what's happening. So yes, you do see this rat creature as he is uh, holding the uh, horn of a unicorn, blood red eyes. Um, just to describe the room a little bit, you do see just cages everywhere with animals. You see monkeys like holding on to uh, the bars, screeching at you. You see uh, birds in uh, uh, bird cages squawking. You see uh, uh, rabbits running and hiding. And you just see the rat hold its hand into the air, close it, and there is a deafening silence in this room. You see. The cage that is the center of this room, it looks like there is hay on the floor and it belonged to the unicorn. To the south, you see uh, barrels with various fluids. It seems like uh, they're alchemic in nature. Um, to the north, you see a table with even more bottles and uh, alchemic ingredients. Uh, the purpose of this room is, it, I, I can't re uh, remember how much I revealed, but uh, it is up to what you've guys been told what has happened in this room. But there are animals and alchemic substances here. You see this rat, hand in the air, clenched, uh, clenches its hand, complete silence. And it looks towards you all. It's uh, teeth chittering a little bit. It's eyes crazed and bulging, just darting between all of you. Who are you? Are you, like, the Marvin dude? Yes, how did you know my name? The, uh, like, Owen mentioned you? Uh, Owen. The damnable man. Ah. And spits on the floor. Like, you don't like him? No. Look at what he's done. And his hand does a grandiose sweep of the room. He's taken... Our kind experimented with us. He wants to make us strong, but so many of us have died. Ugh, he's a despicable man. Uh, like, the dude's not, like, really a man anymore? Hmm? What do you mean? Like, he's been a big brain for a while, I guess. Yes, I know he has a large brain. How else would he do this? No, no, bruh, you don't understand. Like, he's a No, I don't think now. you understand what we <laughs> went through. Well, easy with the hostility, friend. We mean no harm to you or to anyone. We're just chatting. I think what my friends want to say, using words to just converse. Although, I think my friend was just trying to explain that Owen has escaped from his cranium and now is... A massive gelatinous brain. 
Like, almost as big as this room. What the devil are you talking about? You know what, like, uh, Eddie will just kind of like... It's not really to scale, but like, just to give you an idea. Like, uh, Eddie's just gonna wave his hand as like a... Uh, as like a like a smoke begins to appear and like create a five by five version of uh, what they saw in the room <laughs> with a giant brain like hooked up to tubes. Oh, what do we have here? Mm. Mm. He's just clueless. It's just not like uh, clicking in his head. Okay. What matters though is that Owen mentioned to you. Mm. Why would he mention me? He told us you were like a really nice good dude. That is because he fears me. Fears what I can do. Might have you explained a bit more on that? Isn't it obvious I am intelligent? Smart. Or my kin eat shit. I live and thrive. I can see that. I I respect that. Hold on you. (laughs) Like, figurative or literal shit? Literal shit. That doesn't sound like a good diet, unless it's rabbits. Are you describing rabbits? Mm, they also eat shit. I mean, they don't have a good digestive tract, so it makes sense why they have to redigest their own feces and whatnot. You know, I'm going off topic. But yes, what games are you playing? Why are you here? If you want to eat better food, there's like a Enough. chef way back where. <laughs> why... Are you here? Well, I guess like, just kind of like a gestures at the uh, the unicorn horn. We actually were kind of looking for that. My wand. <clears throat> no, you can't have it. It's mine. Do you know how long it took me to pick that lock? And I want to say, during this conversation, Aluya, huh. the dog to your north comes up to you and is just like growling. <sighs> And its eyes looks like it's looking at a a spot on your body. And you don't understand why. And you hear an ethereal hiss. Hey, buddy. Oh, you don't like that? Well, I don't like it either. So if you know of a way to get it off me, by all means, take care of it. Oh, yeah. I think the problem is, is that if they did that, they kill you. Well, what if, like, him devouring it and it's like magic wolf or whatever and magic kitty of death, they balance each other out? I mean, are you really wanting to test their surgical knowledge to your body? No, I make poor choices. Don't listen to me. Just, you know, little woofy friend. We're cool, yes? Be cool. And it's just barking at you. Um, but you do see from its mouth something a little strange. Uh, Seer, I'm going to say you're the only one that can really like connect the dots and really put this together. Uh, make me Arcana check. I'm able to Arcana. Let's see what the dice say. Well, that's a natural one. It doesn't mean an automatic failure, though. Is there anything you'd like to uh, put uh, add on to this? Ah, flash of genius, make it a 15. 15? That is more than enough for you to know this. Um, You see, as it's panting and barking, you see a ethereal, like, uh, fey-esque cloud 
coming out. So, like, each breath, instead of steam, you see uh, uh, little glints of uh, light within its breath. And as you look at its eyes, you see that it's glowing a bright green. You look at its coat, its iridescent sheen, and it kind of makes you ponder a little bit. There are potions in this world to help you restore spell slots. And you begin to like think of the ingredients from uh, this tangent in your head. And you would actually assume that one of the primary ingredients, of which, because of your role, you don't remember the exact one, but it seems like this wolf has been fed a diet of that magical herb that is supposed to regenerate your uh, uh, magical capacities. It seems like it is infused with this animal. In essence, a animal that can cast spells. Makes a mental note thinking they might have a large supply of these herbs for a wolf to have so much. <sighs> mm-hmm. But uh, let, let's boil this down uh, towards the, the point of this combo. Uh, you, you have an animal that's uh, taking an aggressive stance towards Aluya. Uh, the creature, although not outright uh, hostile to all of you, it seems you are getting towards the ends of his uh, nerves. Not to say negotiation is impossible, but uh, effective action needs to be taken. Uh, if he would be able to continue the conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. I'm just making sure to lay it out. He does not want to give up his want. You have the floor, Eddie. What do you? What would you like to do? So, like... You just want to get out, right? Me? Get out? Yes. Yes, I wish to rise. As a king, I want to be a ruler. I need subjects. And his eyes glint with greed as he looks at the unicorn horn. And this, this is how I shall get them all. So why do you think the horn is going to do that? The animals, they listen to me. And again, with a gentle motion of his hand, you see like one monkey in uh, particular begins to bang at its uh, metal bars to the point of almost uh, denting the metal. And then as it closes its fist, the uh, monkey in particular, an albino white monkey, uh, simmers down, begins to quiet. They listen to me. I am the god. Uh, like, do they listen to you because they want to or because they have to? What difference does it make? They listen. Well, like, you don't like Owen, right? I hate him. Well, like, if you hate him because he forced you to be here and you're forcing, like, these other animals to do what you want, aren't you just kind of, like, doing the same thing he's doing, just in a different way? Uh, make me a persuasion check. Um, we'll say the DC for this one will be 15. Uh, don't get too excited. I'll go in depth about like this check and following checks, but I want to get some set up as you're rolling. Let's see this roll. When you were describing the wolf, I just literally thought a Pop-Tart cat. I'm sorry. A Pop-Tart cat? <laughs> you know, that horrible meme where basically where they left Young rainbows cat. behind. Oh, when I was, when I thought of like a cat and Pop-Tart, I was thinking Young Cat. Oh, yeah, it is Nanya Cat. And uh, what was your roll? 27. Holy shit. That. I said 15. 
Um, I know this isn't a rule in uh, D&D, but since you went so far above, I'm going to give you two little checks right here towards the negotiation. Uh, keep in mind, you're walking a thin line here. Like, uh, failure could mean an outright fight. You uh, make that up. Could you repeat that for me one more time? Well, it's like, uh, to summarize, like, Eddie basically just made a connection of just, like, uh, like uh, Owen forcing him and these other animals to, like, live as they do here. Like, essentially forcing them to live a certain way. And then, like, make a connection of, like, forcing these animals to do what they want rather than because they want to. Mm. What? What? What do you know? Have you lived in captivity? Have you lived in a cage? No. No. And he narrows his eyes, and you see, like, a creepy smile. Perhaps you have a gilded cage. Are you aware of your cage? (laughs) Well, I guess, like, we're all kind of, like, in our own little cage, but, like... In the end, I just try to treat other people like I want to be treated. Not be chill bras. Chill bras. I have no idea what garments have to do with this. He looks towards a parrot, thinking about what you said earlier. Do you hate me? And his little talon finger goes up to the birdcage. We see, like, uh, the scarlet uh, uh, parrot just pecking at the the cage. And he just goes... Am I a chill bra? Am I? I am the chillest of them all. Mm. Now you seem really stressed. Yes. What's? It wasn't long since I came attuned to this body. Yes. I gathered my followers. Looking towards both the wolves. I granted them freedom. And now they listen to me. See that, uh, Aluya? Uh, the dog is nipping at your ankles, but hasn't outright bit you or attacked you yet, but it's getting close with, uh, that cat on you. Listen, buddy, if I could give you this thing on me, I would. Just, you know, easy with the ankles. If I had meat of some sort, I'd give it to you. Um, as for the thing, you know, you take it, i might die? I should die? I don't know. But if I could, I would. Just know that. <laughs> I look to Eddie and being like, I'm thinking this might either A, we might be able to just walk out, or B, we don't walk out, but we leave late after. But it's hard to say. <sighs> they seem, though, they could listen, though. So maybe a little bit of an extra push. <clears throat> so, well, like, Marvin Bra, like, if you really think about it, it's a. Uh... You kind of want to be have like friends who are friends with you for friends' sake, cause like just like he kind of like pauses. Well, if you really think about it, if you have like a relationship where it's always doing something for somebody else because they do something for you, if anyone else comes around and offers something better, then suddenly you don't have friends anymore. <sighs> and that's Let really lonely. Ask- Let me ask you this, Otter. And he begins to move to you slightly. When you say he's moving to you slowly, are you imagining, like, he's not a big rat either. He's this tiny-ass rat, right? He, he's small. He's uh, two to three feet, like, uh, tall. But you see, like, uh, uh, much like uh, 
a prisoner dragging like a metal mug across the bars. You see him like uh, uh, using the unicorn horn, dragging it across the metal bars, and you hear that ting, 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 ting. Are you friends with Owen? Say thanks for a moment. I at least try to be friends with everybody first. You're friends with the monster? I'd be really careful about how you throw that word around. I mean, in my case, I've been called that numerous times, so I could see why it could be offensive to others. You have a monster in your party. Motioning to Luya. Disgusting thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's well, pink skin. Wake up for the violence, but you did. Ouch! <laughs> like, why is Aluya bra a monster? That's all the humans are. The monsters. They don't care about us. Our kind. Our ilk. We're food. We're beasts. Yes. Yes. I don't feel that way. How many humans have you met? <clears throat> I've met Owen. That is more than enough. Well, look at it like this, right? See, Seer. For some reason, people don't like Seer. I can't tell you why. She's wonderful. But a lot of times, people want to kill her on sight. I don't feel that way. I mean, it's probably because you're not afraid of me burning your crops with my hair. But I get what you're trying to say. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, look at Numa Vet. He looks cool. He's scary looking. Look at Eddie. People are racist against Eddie. I've heard it. Someone here had issues as well. Seems like they smoothed it out. There's a prejudice there. I really like Eddie. Everyone here, they take care of me. And boy, do I make mistakes. I make really bad deals, you know? I have no beef with you. Unless you have beef with me. How does it go... You fucks with me, I fucks with you. I would not fuck a monster. Well, what, I did not mean it like that, man. Whoa. Um, just to explain to you. No, think of it as figure of speech. What they're saying is, is that what if someone... What the hell is figure? Oh. Alright, I'll keep it simpler. <laughs> Basically, what they're saying is that if you fight them, they fight back. You wish to fight me? No. no. What is saying we have no reason to, so why should we? If it helps you out a bit more, if you really are worried about our companion here, if there's an animal to refer to them closer than to a human who can be seen as savage, they're very soft and friendly, like an adorable teacup pig. I I'm sorry, what the fuck are you talking about, Seer? <laughs> Basically, I'm saying Aluya's harmless compared to, like, okay, other Okay, thank you. Yep, yeah, thank That's you. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is, and I'm using the smallest, cutest animal imaginable of old teacup pig, basically. <clears throat> I've never seen this pig of teapots. Can you drink it? Depends how you do it. But <laughs> in reality, usually you don't drink them. They, You take care of them. And then they take care of you. So with uh, mentioning... Without outright denying your friendship with Owen, the, the checks got a little harder, but with uh, a Seer and Luya's tag team, that also reduced the increased difficulty. There is still an increased difficulty, but it's nothing massive. Um, towards uh, uh, the the points that need to be covered, you, you covered his uh, insecurity with, uh, with uh, uh, controlling his subjects, 
but you need to deal with uh, uh, other aspects. Uh, his, his rulership, uh, the, signif- uh, the significance of the unicorn horn before you can truly uh, make a turnabout of this situation. Uh, the floor is yours. So what I'm really kind of like getting at, Bra, is like, uh, like how big do you think the world is? <clears throat> the world? It has to be ten times bigger than this room. Yes. Uh, Bra, it's like way bigger. <gasps> Twenty times bigger? Do you guys hear that? Like, because... <laughs> Like, I would say, like, more than even, like, a billion times bigger than this room. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt the floor, flow of this RP, but you have to understand from my end, the moment I said 20 times bigger, there was a thunder shock revelation. Like, a literal <laughs> thunder shock. <laughs> Which was awesome. I'm sorry. You said it was billions of times bigger than this room. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. No, you lie. It can't be that large. It, it can't be. I mean, we're all from different places, far and wide. Like, the place where, like, my family's from, like, it's a really big place, but underwater. And the underwater part's, like, way bigger than the, the land part, as he kind of, like, taps his foot on the floor for emphasis. <laughs> I'm from a place where it's ice and cold, but very hot everywhere. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's the point. It's a very unusual place. But I am very much not from underwater. I am very much in the mountains. And ice and snow. Mm. No. No, no, that... It is impossible. That that can't be right. Well, you've been in this room the whole time, right? You haven't had a chance to see the outside world. I am not a rat in a well. It is not right. The thing is, it's like, you don't really have to be. Whether you are or you aren't, you could, like, see the whole world. Explore it. Like, really live it, you know, bruh? There's a famous food that you might like, that you might like to explore. Have you heard of a thing called cheese? What is this devilish creation you speak of? It is a thing that I know will make your heart burst with joy. But for now, it is a mystery to you. As you are in this small room. And I shall rule this species, this race of cheese. It shall be mine. Uh, cheese isn't a thing, it's a food. <laughs> Enough with your riddles, Otter. What are you getting at? Uh, what I'm getting at is, like, you're saying that, like, all humans are bad because, like, Owen's a human, right? Yes. But, like, you've only met one human, but they're, like... Millions of humans? Mm-hmm. I mean, have I done anything menacing to you currently? Like, your friend here is nipping at my ankles? Am I getting angry? No, I'm talking to you. I wish you could take care of my problem. I would give it to it gladly, but I cannot. And you see with the flick of his wand, we hear a yelp from the dog as it seems like it just got hurt, much like an electric collar. I did not do that. I have a thing on me. It's killing me. It's evil. It was it, it was hard to tell whether it was from you or from the rat, but the dog has stopped for the moment. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think of whether I should even have you roll for that or not. Um, but so like if you'll like a, uh, if you'll just like continue the train of thought for a moment, just like uh, like just as well. Like I've only met one of you, 
So, like, I can't really have an opinion on somebody who is... Well, sorry. I can't have an opinion on everybody like you just because I've met just the you. That wouldn't be fair, would it? And you've only met one me and one her? Points to, to Seer. <laughs> you gotta give people a chance to be the person that you hope they are, not the person you think they are. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, this is... Uh what I want you to do uh, with this specific train of thought failure does not mean uh, uh, outright combat um, but you are uh, you you are uh, you are dealing with a uh, uh, I hesitate to say systemic racism but <laughs> cultivated racism from uh, birth until now it it's it, it is a tough subject to tackle but knowing Eddie, um, I'm going to say for, for this particular one, it'll be a DC 20. And again, the main reason I'm saying not outright combat is because it, it it's not revolved around the unicorn horn. It's not around like his uh, subjects, but it is a harder uh, check. Uh, anything you'd uh, like to add to that? I can't add anything because I already added it. Uh, is there anyone in the party that can add to that role? Because here he had guidance. I believe that's uh, the D4. Mm-hmm. I will flash of genius. Burning, I'm burning a lot of flash of geniuses with this stuff, right? Yep. Yep. And I assume that bring it to success. 21. Okay. That's perfect. <sighs> and again, uh, you're, you're going to have two benefits. Uh, just to uh, clarify, we got a four widget clock. And uh, like I mentioned before, because of your friendship with Owen, it made that check a bit harder. But because you were tackling his racism and dealing with the crux of that issue, we're back to regular difficulty checks. Uh, just to uh, clarify, originally it was a plus five, became a plus three after Seer and Aluya uh, began to uh, chat with them about uh, the outside world along with yourself. You guys uh, were pretty friendly. And now we're back to zero. So the original DC of that check was 17. That became 20. Um, that out of the way. I'm going to lay it out plain and simple just to make this make sense. I I presume the goal of this uh, 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 social encounter is that you guys end up with the horn without outright combat. Am I correct with that notion? They are trying to, well, at least Eddie is trying to avoid a situation where he would have to fight this guy because mm -hmm. Eddie is chill, bruh. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let, let me clarify. So if you guys succeed... On whatever uh, uh, social check you guys do next, there will be no combat. He'll become neutral to you. There will be uh, uh, no no attacking, but he will not outright assist all of you. If the next check revolves around the unicorn horn or a way for him to amass an army, he is likely to forfeit the unicorn horn. Uh, there is one more avenue that is in my head right now but i will not present it as an option but if you guys happen stumble or do it i will also accept a uh, third option with that but it has to revolve around him gathering uh, subjects or dealing with that unicorn horn so in which i uh, like uh eddie will now like br like uh, bring up to... uh before you uh go along with that i do want to uh, finish off uh with your check so uh uh the, the frog in the well situation uh, I believe the rat Marvin uh, cups his chin and just goes 
You are your wise otter. You. Who are you? Are you a sage? So I'm just a really chill bra, but if you want a name, you can just call me Eddie. Eddie the Garment. Yes. Yes, I shall. The chill garment. Mm. I, I shall think about this. And her ilk. Ein Uluia. I will consider that not all of them are monsters. But yes, you were going to transition, Eddie. What were you going to say? Yeah. There's like a, and like, and here's like a, a piece de resistance kind of thing. So, but let's, but you know, while you're still learning about all of that, so, have you ever heard of business? Is it a monster? A human? So, no, not really. It's like, essentially like a bunch of people working together to make something that everybody can use. So a king and their subjects. Really similar to that. The person, the king, we call that a manager. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So for me, I would be the king of managers. Yeah, and you'd have like a bunch of subjects doing everything that you want them to do because you're the boss. Mm, Yes. You see it just scratching at its fur until... Like, patches are coming out, a little bit of blood being drawn onto its talons. And you see, like, bubbly skin of plague and disease covering its pink skin. Oh god, this thing is like, a that poor creature, jeez. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, like, my family actually, like, owns a business. So if you really wanted to, you could come along with us, and you can become one of my family's managers. You said you're a smart guy, right? I'm sure you can pick it up pretty well. (laughs) If I become this king manager, will I have subordinates? Minions? Oh yeah, they'll do everything you say. His eyes glow. And he has a smile that is far too large. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Make me that roll. Um, I'm gonna say with this one... ah, Before... I'm going to say the DC would be it's a tough one. You made a really good point. I'm going to leave it at 16. Not 17, not 15, 16. Nice even 16. Ooh. Anyone, anything? Because you guys are on the cups of avoiding an encounter here and potentially having a friend. <laughs> I'll use another flash of genius. Damn right you will. <laughs> I am so glad I said 16. It was one fucking op, just to tell the audience. Fucking good friend Mega Eddie, he rolled in total with uh, guidance 15. He's one off. Now it's a 20. Yes, I shall be the king of managers, master of employees. Yes. How does that sound, Poochie? And he begins to, like, pet, like, uh, the wolf by his side that barks. And with that out of the way, he is neutral. And I have a good transition into uh, what you guys want. What will it cost, Eddie, to be king of managers? So, well, says, like, as he kind of, like, gestures at that, like, uh, that unicorn horn. So, uh, I kind of need that to help help Raluya. She might die, and I would feel sad if that happened. 
I mean, you don't have to. I understand. If you say no, do what feels right for you. All right. So we see the rat man. Well, I shouldn't say rat man. The giant rat. Come close. Come close. Come comes close to Eddie. Um, uh, how tall is Eddie again? You've always described him as like uh, technically five foot because of the slouch, but he's actually uh, six. Is that correct? Like uh like uh, I've uh, I've pegged him like uh, more at uh, five foot nine, but again, he's just kind of like always like slouching a lot. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah. So just imagine that size difference. Like he's probably all the way up to your uh, e. Yeah, your knee. I'd say your knee in uh, height, and it just looks up at you. You promise to make me king of the managers. Uh, sure, bruh. I always keep my word. What guarantee do I have? Hmm. Apart from my word? Yes. You can give him the most high of titles. The Karen. It's like, snap speakers. Do you know what, like, a contract is? No. What is this contract? Oh, good. Uh, you'll want to learn about this if you want to be the king of managers. It's basically a paper that says... It's basically a paper where everybody agrees to stuff, and whatever's on that paper, everybody agrees to it no matter what. Mm. It's almost like it's almost like putting the it's almost like making something into a law of nature. You can't go against it. <laughs> oh, yes, I would like this contract. Yes, give me this contract and I I shall give you my power. Hey little dude, do you have any paper? I do. Pulls out a small piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see what would be good for this. Uh, give me a little bit of flavor as you're... Uh, uh, tell me who's writing this up, how you guys are writing this up, and I'm gonna actually make you guys make one more check. It won't It won't influence uh, the uh, uh, an encounter or you guys getting the unicorn horn, but uh, yes, uh, uh, tell me who's doing it. So I think I think Eddie would have to be the the one to at least write the contract for what I feel are obvious reasons. We are going to use your intelligence plus. You know what? This is actually going to be fun. Uh, intelligence plus your performance, and I'll explain why. <laughs> oh, I am ready for my flash of genius to be burned. It's my last one. Yeah. Wait. Uh, an intelligence performance check. <laughs> Yes. Now I'll explain why. I'll just roll a d20. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Yep. Don't forget your guidance and all that. Okay. You uh, got it exactly on the mark. Um, you, you, you begin writing this. And I'm actually going to say that uh, w- with this uh, contract in particular, you, you have a feeling that if this was brought up to court, th- this wouldn't hold. <laughs> at all but as you begin to write this uh, uh flavor this up for me i want to see like how you are writing this what you are doing oh no i know exactly how you would do it it's like uh because like uh, basically leaving it like uh, specific enough to satisfy him but also vague enough to like uh like uh provide some like uh leeway on how things are implemented later it's just like like i edward hayes in exchange for transfer of property give like uh, he would initially ask for like uh, his like what he would prefer to call himself <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Would he just be preferred to be called Marvin and that's it? Or yeah, Marvin. That's basically what I'm asking. King Marvin. Give King Marvin the King title manager, of... Marvin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Don't worry, this part... Sorry. <laughs> Give Marvin the title of King of Managers and all benefits owed to this title. Is essentially how that works out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, perfect. And you hand it to him, and uh, he can't read. Um, <laughs> it was legitimately <laughs> all... All about the way you wrote it. That was important. That's why. <laughs> and as you give it to him, he's like, what am I supposed to do? So you hold on to that. And when we get to like, I guess either once I get home or possibly like uh, one of my family's places of business, we would present that document. Mm. Where is your home? I shall trek there. So it's in the middle of this. It's in this. Do you know what an island is? Why would land have an eye in it? What did it do? So like, imagine that like a giant puddle, but like a really giant puddle of water. <clears throat> we call that the ocean. Yes, yes. So about the size of this room, I understand. Well, way bigger than that. Twice the size of this room? Surely an ocean can't be that large. Like. Billions times larger. What is this billion you speak of? <laughs> one thousand, one thousand millions. You see his like eyes begin to cross, <laughs> like he has two lazy eyes. They go to two separate parts of the room from that, and you see steam coming from his ears. Oh. Mm. Well, anyway, there's a piece of land in the middle of that water, and that's where my home is. Then there I shall be and claim my status as king of managers. It's like, do you need directions or? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me these directions. Um, do we have a map? Looks to Eddie. So, you know what? I think this will just work for now. As like uh, Eddie, like uh, using minor illusion, like, you know, like, gets on the ground and like starts drawing a square drawing a square and like a world map appears <laughs> so like i i kind of want to imagine as you're like uh, drawing this out onto uh you said onto the floor uh sorry yeah onto uh, the floor just we, so it's yeah. easier for him to see uh, <laughs> yeah you're, you're drawing this onto the floor and as you uh begin to uh like uh leave strokes onto the ground we uh have an uh a top-down shot of the drawing onto the floor and as we focus in on it it becomes clearer and clearer until it becomes fairly realistic just to show you just to show you guys where you guys are right towards the river on the eastern side towards uh, where eddie's home would be that would be towards the northwest of that position so in this direction although it's cut off by the map that's where uh your home would be i see nito focusing on one spot <laughs> go right ahead so, in the big, big world that you still have the chance to explore, we are right here, and you want to get over to here. As he just kind of like a, like draws a straight line <laughs> toward his uh, island home. Mm hmm. Yes. But uh, to, just to uh, quickly explain to uh, uh, you guys what you guys are looking at, uh, any of the black dots with a white outline to it are uh, uh, settlements. 
Uh, the red dot is the capital. And where you guys are, that is how large the Nistarot forest is, taking up about a third of uh, this, yes, of this uh, specific country. To uh, the far east, we have Findle that's on a plateau with a Goldvin's outlook, not recognized as a... Uh, it's not recognized by the world as its own sovereign nation, but is recognized by Reverend Triad, the coalition between Juliano, uh, Thubaran with the Aunties, and uh, finally uh, the Dwarves in Findle. Uh, sorry, I got a little sidetracked uh, sidetracked here. You're pointing towards uh, Owen's uh, tower that's uh, around the location you guys are, uh, damn near the heart of uh, the Nistrat Forest. Yes, interesting. This, this is the whole world? So large. And for you, you know, it's not, it's not even an eighth of the world. <laughs> it's like, look, he, he doesn't even understand the word billion, let alone million. Just like, uh, no, no, just, just not, not gonna, not gonna question it. <laughs> so yeah, if you just like keep going in that direction... You'll reach a place called Tondeka Island. <laughs> Tondaka Island. Island. One. What are these words? <laughs> As he's pinching his tongue with his talons. Uh, it's not super important that you understand right now. I think you'll learn a lot on the way there. But just know that if you ever get lost and need to ask for directions. Just ask, like, hey, which direction is Tandeka Island? Tandeka. Yes, I will remember. This one shall engrave it in his heart. <laughs> I know what our epilogue's gonna be. It's gonna be a fucking series of shots of this guy's fucking travel. Oh. <laughs> Turns out he reaches there and he gets his wish. But, uh... Hey, if he gets there all by himself... It's like, uh, then that man deserves the managerial position. <laughs> like he has shown dedication beyond any other, uh, like even three times his size. <laughs> What's your qualifiers? Qualifier? Hell's a qualifier. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll, actually, uh, it turns back. out he actually it turns out he encountered koalas on the way there, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It's like, ah, I know of this koala. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll transition uh, back here. And uh, as you guys, like, uh, talk, uh, give out directions, um, I, I think... Uh, Most importantly, does he relinquish the wand once he's satisfied? <laughs> well, um, that's what I'm going to get at. Uh, he just goes, <clears throat> Yes, he shall be a stepping stone. For me to be a grand king, it would be foolish of a king not to give you a prize. And you see with the whip of his wand, the uh, wolf north of Aluya dashes past her, then dashes past uh, Mopvet. Is anyone making an attempt to stop this wolf, or are you waiting and seeing? Mm, not doing anything hostile. Not doing anything hostile. Uh, I would have to say, yeah, everyone would have attack of opportunity. Just to double check. Uh, typically, Seer never takes that fucking action, but it is an option. And I still plan to never use that action. Okay. Uh, Mavet and Eddie, then. 
Uh, I won't take one. Okay. Heel turn. Since... No. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say since <laughs> Eddie uh, fronted this entire negotiation that he wouldn't do it either. You see the wolf go down the hallway, and then you guys hear a dog whimper, followed by the crushing of bones and the snapping of bones and the snarl of the wolf and what you think just happened is just like uh, the other parts of this uh, dungeon that there was a mentor on patrol and he took care of it for you dog <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> yep the dog runs back and heals and he gets a pet from uh uh, good old uh, Marvin, and he goes, Yes, you are such a lovely creature. And scratches him beneath the chin. Good work, good work. And he hands you the wand, Eddie, and he goes, Yes, you may have this. If you have the foundation for my kingdom, then there is no need for me to have this. And you see that as he hands you the wand, the dogs still remain uh, obedient towards him. Yes, come here, my sweeties. We shall travel. And he uh, gets on their back, and it looks like he's gathering up material to go to the location that you uh, specified. Anything else you'd like to say, Eddie? It's, uh, it's like a, he'll say, like, a, do you think you need to know anything else, or do you think you know how to get there? Yes, I shall go to this island that you spoke of. The... The Katsi Island. Yes, I shall find it. The, the Tendeka Island. <laughs> yes, Tendeka. <laughs> Tendek's Island. I've got it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, once you get to the island, just uh, just ask for the name Hayes, and they'll probably get you to the maybe the right direction. Mm. It's a, it's the biggest house on the island. You can't miss it. <laughs> yes. And there I shall rule. All right. You guys have acquired the unicorn horn and you have made a potential ally for the future by guaranteeing that he will be the king of managers. Uh, there is still this room to explore. You see like some ingredients, some potion bottles, bar barrels of alchemic uh, solutions and fluids along with... Uh, the uh, rat creature, Marvin, who is uh, messing around with the cages. It looks like he's going to bring a legion of animals with him. Yeah. Although he's... <laughs> oh, don't scare me like that. So sorry. <laughs> what do you all do? I'm not going to loot them till I know they're gone. I will help her loot. Okay, so uh, just to get everything squared away, it looks like you guys are waiting until he takes the animals and leaves. Yeah, so maybe while we do that, maybe we just explore more. Mm -hmm. Okay, question. Um, as he gets the animals, you seem like they're somewhat obedient, but not as controlled as he uh, they were with the unicorn horn. But they begin to follow him. He looks left, looks right on the hallway. Do you guys give him directions out, or are you going to let him find his own way out? I mean, I feel like we'd be pretty big dicks if we didn't tell him which way to go. Mm -hmm. uh, do you need help getting out, bruh? It's, uh, it's like uh, Eddie like calls from the room. Yes, this this room was my home. How do I see the world? All right. Oh fuck. In which case, like uh, Eddie will give instructions based on like going left and right 
essentially. Yeah, so through uh, Fort Keppa. Well, that's the way that they entered, and he's not confident that he'd be able to activate the uh, the teleportation circle, so... All right, that that's enough of this. I've, I've taken up a lot of your guys' time with, with this uh, particular NPC. What are you guys doing? Taking everything that's not nailed down. I'm sorry. When I hear alchemy ingredients, I must... Yes, ma'am? Yeah, I said I'd help her. So whatever role she needs to make, I'll help her search and guidance her. Okay. Um, we'll say you uh, take 10. I mean, it's this room. It There's nothing really hidden to it. All the useful items are on the table. So I guess I will uh, uh, tell you what's available there. Um, is it all right if I just uh, drag and drop it onto your sheet, uh, Seer? Oh, yeah, definitely do that, because I'll just look at it and see how it goes. So I'll tell you one at a time. Okay, so the uh, first one you find is a uh, potion of growth. The second one that you find here, uh, just to clarify, you can see it on your sheet, right? Let me take a look. I'm going to reset it. I see the potion of growth. Potion of speed. Nice. And finally, there is one more unique uh, uh, potion that gets your interest as you find a potion of flying. Oh my god, we got the terrifying... I can see them all, and that is a terrifying potion to find. Um, you also do uh, find uh, a few healing potions as well. Speaking of potions, I give an elixir to mm-hmm. um, Mavet. It is cerulean blue. Okay. And then I keep my weird orange saffron bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you do have uh, three uh, potions. Let me see if I can add up onto that. Yes, I can. Sweet. Okay. So three potions of healing, one potion of flying, one potion of growth, and a potion of speed. It seems like uh, the experiments that were being run here uh, revolved around enhancing the capabilities of a creature after sustained use. Because uh, when you did see Marvin leave, you did see creatures that were capable of flight, even though they had uh, they had wings. You seen like a, a turtle, like a sprinting very fast. It was v- a lot of abnormal uh, uh, things with these animals and uh, combinations with uh, these potions. Uh, what do you guys do? You-, you see a lot of empty cages in this room. It seems like it was used for experimentation. Go up to the barrel. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to check. So I guess after I grab the potions, I walk around, investigate the bats. Okay. Uh, which one do you investigate first? The red one. Hmm. Okay, with the red one. Uh, make me an... I would say investigation. Yes. It would be investigation for this. I'm helping her and she's being guided. Really low. Oh yep, my god. natural one. You still want that D4? Whoa. Yeah, I'll take the D4. Does she roll with advantage because I'm helping her? That is a 14. Tell me how you're helping her. I'm helping her do whatever she needs to to get what she wants out of this. Give me, give me a damn good pitch and I'll give her advantage. You have to flavor it, Aluya. Yeah, um, give me the flavor. You can't just say it. <laughs> I'm ready to role play if you want to. Alright, see it. So he left. So what do you need me to do? Okay, so that table's got stuff on it take it all and then there's shit over there in those weird i don't know buckets battles something um what was in the barrels stuff like liquid there's like different ones there's three of them no 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 no. you like i know you said three different ones but go into more detail well one is red one looks black one looks yellow 
Um, do you think if I put my fingers in it, it would help? Or is it like something I don't touch? No, like... But tell you what, I will give you advantage if you do decide to touch the liquid. Okay. <laughs> if Aluya decides to touch the liquid, because that is a way of deducing what the liquid can do. I mean, Aluya, the big thing about like touching mysterious liquids is that you don't know what they are. It could be an acid, it could be a nicker, or worse... You just permanently become red or blue. Red or blue, you say. Uh-uh. But what if I touch it and it gets rid of the cat? I don't know if it's going to work like that. Like, you're your own person. You could do whatever you like, but don't cry to me when you lose your finger. I may be a doctor, but I can't fix Well, I'm not going to say it to you because I actually don't want to be mean. Well, okay. Maybe I won't lose a finger. How about this? I dip a piece of my head in it. And if it seems to dissolve, we know it's acid, right? I mean, that's one way. If you want to do that, go for it. I know my hair can't be dipped. I will cut off a piece of my hair and how I will much, dip How it. many patches do you have? You've been cutting your hair a lot. Yeah, because I do it from underneath from the back. I have long pieces of hair, so I start taking from the same spot. Slowly, they're going to like, they're just going to have a bob. <laughs> You're going to be a bald old lady in the future. <laughs> it will suit me. Like, uh... You know, I can't help but feel as though, like, Aluya has had, like, some very conflicting experiences with Locks for Love. All right. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. So you uh, cut off a lock of your hair, put it into the barrel of red red liquid, and you see it dissolve immediately. And your salmon-colored hair does turn blue. Okay. I would be blue. I was joking on, well, never mind. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I'll investigate it further. Yeah. It, it from, uh, uh, give me an advantage roll. Or, sorry, not an advantage roll. Make one more roll on top of what you have. Oh my God. <laughs> roll me the 1d4. Yeah. Oh my um, God. You, I mean, okay, technically I she already rolled it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can go with the 4, so that'd be 15. If, um, it helps me out, if I don't get anything from it, I have the perfect line for, yeah. to describe it. So did I get any info on it? What it is? Okay, so uh, from uh, what you uh, gather from it, this is uh, Dragon's Venom. That is just the name of the concoction. It is not actually Dragon's Venom. It is just a combination of uh, acids that cause this effect. It's well known for uh, the blue scarring that it leaves onto its uh, enemies. When injected into the bloodstream, it makes uh, blood veins... uh, It makes the veins... Uh, visible with a very blue tint. Not favorable among assassins, but good for a very, very quick kill. Olya, do you know what this is? Uh, Not fruit punch, I assume. It is very dangerous. That's all you need to know. Yep, it it is a very dangerous concoction. In fact, you I'm not sure if you have anything on you that can properly hold this acid without being damaged or corroded. It seems like this barrel in particular was specially made and reinforced for this acid. Um, from you what have you have a lot gather, of glass piles, so yeah. Uh, from uh, what you can gather, uh, the main reason it is in here is it's more than likely to test the resilience of an animal. Sad experiments. If I have a way to carry this, would be a very useful tool. I don't think I have the means, though, unless it evaporates glass. We could always test it, but for now, walks over to the other, like, two vats. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Which one do you check next? The yellow or black liquid? I'm going to check the black liquid to see if it turns someone pink. Investigation uh, could be with advantage if uh, Luya tells me what she's doing this time. You dunking your hair in it again or are you trying something different? Mm, Trying to see what I have on me. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's see if I get a low number again. Oh my god, I am having horrible rolls. Yeah, roll that d4. Well, I have some rope, so what if I just dunk some of the rope in, and if it goes sizzle sizzle, we know it's also bad. I mean, you could always try that. I'll get a piece of the rope out from the bag of holding. Just gonna, like, a tongue stick it out. Ah, yes, the potion of killing gray. (laughs) I'm sorry, what was that? I was looking at something quick. Correction, the potion of distracting gray. Yes, Uh, what the fuck did you say, Luya? Uh, so she's just like reaching deep into the bag of holding and she just grabs the, the rope and kind of like a like a rope tongue just dips it into the vat and see what happens. Okay. Um, with this experiment that you're doing, Aluya, uh, she will not get advantage. But thankfully, uh, yes, Seer, this is uh, what you get from the barrel. So with this barrel, this is called Ball's Tears. From what you can gather, if a creature is submerged in this uh, liquid and essentially uh, fermented with this uh, liquid for a week, that it comes back to life as a cheap form of resurrection. But something's eluding you, like there is a very, very high cost to this process. Hmm. I know it has great potential to saving lives, but I just know it's not something that people would be investing in. I don't think I could take a vial of, uh, not a vial, a flask of this, and then I could analyze it later, but I'm pretty sure that it has great boons for those that need to come back from the dead. It's just that, well, you can't really exactly call it living. I don't remember the details, but I know it's not great. I will put a flask of it into my inventory. I'll call it the flask of black stuff. (laughs) Balls tears, so I don't, so I don't have to go skimming through my notes again. Um, so you're checking out the final barrel? Correct. Alright, the final barrel. Give me that investigation check. And, uh, Luya, how are you assisting? Alright, so we've got more pieces of rope. I'm gonna cut off another piece of my hair. And then there's, like, metal pieces everywhere, right? We're gonna see how acidic everything is, if it can burn the metal. So I'm just gonna hold all, all three things to see if, um, which one burns away and how fast it happens. Uh... Seer, at well, it's not needed. I was gonna say not only roll with advantage, but roll with an additional plus five. I mean, let me roll another advantage just in case, just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Why weren't you there for me, dying? Yeah, yeah. So this uh, fluid in particular is just simply called uh, the scales of Nahesh. Uh, again, just uh, like the shrine before you. Uh, this is a little bit more unique. Uh, mechanically, what this does is uh, when you coat yourselves within this for an hour, you get a plus one to your AC for 24 hours. Um, in particular, in relation with uh, the experiments that have been happening within this room, you, uh, you're you starting to see the pattern. Like uh, one, uh, one 
one remedy that's acidic to damage a creature, one uh, remedy to bring back a creature, and another remedy to reinforce the skin of a creature. It lines up with what Owen was saying about trying to essentially uh, uh, find a material to graft for his skin. He was looking for something resilient, but that is what you see. Oh, I know people would have a field day to play with this. Being able to make yourself hardened. It It is your choice. Like, uh, you have bottles on you. Um, I'm going to be uh, perfectly uh, frank. What you have on your body is what you can uh, take away. It's your choice what you want to take from the barrels. But uh, the, the most useful would be uh, the, uh, the uh, red barrel and uh, the yellow barrel. What I think I'll do is that I will grab three flasks of the yellow, um, yellow barrel... I wish I could grab some from the red barrel, but you even say it might melt glass, right? That's how acidic it is. It's very much, like, volatile. It appears so. I'd rather not risk destroying all my stuff over having a really good equipment. Unless I have a way to make it so it doesn't break. And I don't have that means right now. Okay. So I'm going to take three flasks of this yellow oil. Um, what was the name again? The Scales of Nahesh. The other one was called the Balls Tears? Balls Tears, yes. Tears Balls. Balls tears. Um, just for uh, I mean, I mean, I've never personally called them balls tears, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I just I know I thought about it the like when Louis asked. Yes, that's why I had to ask. I was like, did I hear correctly? Am I typing ball this sweat. right? Ball sweat. <laughs> um, tears a ball. That's uh, the official name. Tears a ball. Um, Seer, uh, just so you have shorthand note of it. The uh, liquid in question, just make sure that you have the key information down, that it is plus one to your AC after, uh, I don't know what the proper mechanical term w- would be, but after applying for one hour, the uh, constant effect uh, remains for 24 hours. Will do. It's a very useful item if we're in a tight situation of like need to run through things or in combat. It's a nice plus one. And obviously, one use of the potion goes to one individual. All right. Uh, anything else in this room that you'd like to investigate? Anything you want to do? Uh, I don't think there's really any major stuff in here. Unless, like, the only thing I would say is, like, this weird little alcove thing here. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. I might just investigate that area. Investigate it. Watch it. Watch me just get a natural one again. And it really smells like poo in here. Okay, I'm better. The door opens. Or I should say, the wall opens. And right before you is the bone pile of a minotaur. Looks to the minotaur. Minotaur looks back. Slowly closes the wall back up. It it is completely dead. It is 100% destroyed. Yeah, you could say the skull, but I just need to reinforce that. The dog did a number on these bones. Looks like we don't need to worry about this area. Um, Eddie, I think this leads down to some part of the hallway we missed. Yeah, so you go to the alcove in the room to the south. It opens up into a hallway through the wall. You have a long hallway that goes east and west. I'm not going to run ahead of the group because this is how I got myself hurt. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of look down and we're like, well, I see the blood stains from one end. And then the other way, there's stairs. I think it leads back to where we fought those armor things based off orientation of the area we've been exploring, but I don't know if there's anything in between. Shall we proceed forward? I don't think there's anything else in this room. We already got a lot of potions, and 
If the vats are something important we could grab, we'll grab them again later. Just don't tip over the red one unless you wish to die early. I mean, yeah, it does smell pretty bad in here. Says the man who regularly inhales skunk. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the course of action? Going east, going west? Which direction are we going? I would go this way. Um, let me see if I can ping it. But I would go there. To the east? Gotcha. I just don't want to be by myself. I don't want. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that player. I'm coming, though, dude. Okay. All right. So you're going to the east, and somehow you keep spinning your fucking token. I'm not even sure how you're at like a 45 degree angle there. I don't even know how I could spin my token. I can't remember the command for it. Um, but just to clarify, uh, you're just checking down the hallway to see if uh, there's anything there. Basically, let me see. I'm gonna keep pursuing forward. Okay. Oh, God, there is a lot more. Yep, you go down the hallway, and let's pause for a second. So, like, as you uh, step into the long, dimly lit hallway, the walls are made of cold gray stone, and the air feels musty and stagnant. As you look around, your eyes are drawn to two alcoves on both sides of the corridor. In each alcove, you see a suit of armor. You see their bodies gleaming from the light from the previous room. It's almost as if they're standing guard, waiting for something to happen. So, it appears this might be the other door side of where those armors were protecting. Although I think I see a few more things. What do you think, group? Want to keep going up, or do you want to go back down and explore further south? Well, if we can verify that this path leads to the room with the other armor, we can confirm and then move back to where we have not gone yet. Um... Where the hell is everybody? Is uh, Mavet in uh, the other room still? I can't move myself. Okay. Uh, where are you in this situation? Are you like us uh, right behind Seer, right behind Aluya, or right behind uh, Eddie? I'd be closest to Eddie. Move where you guys want to. Just wanted to make sure you guys aren't going to run off as I'm trying to uh, go through my shit here. All right. I'll just feign known to be able to investigate things. I'll keep walking forward and not die, hopefully. Everyone following? Hello, soldier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you walk up until the first alcove. You see a suit of armor to your right. And weirdly enough, like, as you look to your left, you see, like, a wall. You see holes in it. Although it's an empty alcove, you see that, again, there's something hidden behind it. Nothing of significance, though. Just cracks and fissures. I'm a bit on edge. There's things behind situations, but I don't think it's anything. Seer? Your choice. Uh, investigation. I choose investigation. Yeah, or insight. Either one. Definitely investigation since my insight is shite. Yep, make the roll. It's happening. Oh my god. This, this hallway seems a bit dark. It's just something about that is bothering you. Why Why is this hallway dark? Like everywhere, everywhere else, like it is just clear and bright. What do you do? Probably vocalize to the group. It's like, it's rather dark in here. Yeah, if it's getting dark, it's going to get harder for me to see, so um, I'm just going you do to... See, you do see a light at the end of the hallway. It's just in this hallway alone. It is just dark. Um, I'm just going to cast a light. Um, Seer, do you have a, a shield or something? I do. I'm going to just... Pardon me, I'm just going to give you a little tap and cast light on her shield. I was about to say... A light tap would not be the thing I would recommend now, but I get what you mean now. Um, light on the shield. My investigation its not that great. I'll just move forward as if I am not as cautious due to the roll. You move forward? 
It's got bright light in a 20-foot radius, so... Is everyone following? Yes. Okay. As you enter the center of the hallway, a couple things happen. Suddenly, you hear a loud click. Looking back, you see that there is no junction anymore. That's strange. You see dust around the wall as if... Did that move? You look straight down the hall and you get a sinking feeling. Oh God, you better hope to God that that door is unlocked as the wall keeps coming closer and closer. We're going to move into initiative now and I'm going to present to you what just happened. Guys, look at the map. I walked into a hole I shouldn't walked into. You'll see that your vision is cut off from the south. Your exit is now closed. We're going to roll for initiative here. Gonna get everyone uh, situated. All right, so this is how it's gonna work. Is at the start of initiative, that wall is gonna move. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys, if that reaches the end and you guys can't get out, I will kill the party. Just to tell you, this is a deadly trap. There are no saves. There, there are no kind of bullshit when you make contact with that wall. Once that wall reaches the other wall, Whoever's in between it will die, so that under, everyone understands this gravity. We're gonna go into uh, we're gonna go in order, and it is up to all of you of how you want to deal with the situation. We're gonna start off with Aluya. Aluya, we start off with your turn. You have everything you'd have in a battle encounter initiative. What do you do? How wide is the hallway currently? How wide is the hallway? It is five feet. Oh, by length, or are you talking width? With, it is exactly how it looks on the map. Is five feet. And how wide is my ether sphere? Like if I hold it horizontally. Not right now. Uh, between six to eight feet. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you uh, six feet with that sphere. Okay. Um, as I try to move forward, can I place my sphere at the center of the like the center uh, important point of this hallway to keep it intact? Okay, so you want you you want to jam it in place to buy your uh, you guys some time. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, all right, that sounds good. Exactly where you're standing. Uh, I guess at a good midway point. I you, guess you. I believe you are at the midway point. Okay, so then where I am. So uh, what I'll do is I'll apparate my spear, but instead of it coming to my hand, it's just going to get placed uh, in the center. Uh, between us and I'm going to go under it and try and get past you excuse me sorry and try to get to the door fast enough to get out okay uh to tell you what you just did um because it is a magical item um once it does reach your spear I will make a roll against your object if it succeeds against the roll it's going to have half movement if it fails it will stop for one turn until the next turn in which it will break your spear. Do you understand that? You will have an effect on the wall. It's just not a unbreakable spear. Got it. Yep. Just want to lay it out that you are making an impact. Just please, for the love of God, remind me that that spear isn't in that location for me. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, sorry. Anything else you're doing? You're, that was, uh, I'll, I'll consider that an item interaction. Yep. Towards the door and open it and trying to get out. Excuse me. See it. You're going to the door. You're trying to open it. Jingle, jingle, jingle. It is locked. And I will say, because you did move your spear and then go to move uh, towards the door, 
That was two item interactions. I'm going to consider that one your main action. Okay, that's fine. Um, how much did I move? Uh, 15. Five. 15. So then I'll just move back to where I was. So that's my 30. Uh, excuse me, pardon me. Go back through the other side or something. This way is locked. Mavet, it is your turn. You're closest to the wall. You see it inching closer and closer. It is moving by the foot. What are you going to do? Does the ground look like that we're standing? Carpet and stone. Carved stone. Okay. What if I were to break the stone? You want to try to break the stone. You, are you talking about the ground? Are you talking about the wall? Yeah, you're, you're breaking up pretty bad. Would you like me to come back to you in a little bit and go through everyone else? Yes. Before, yeah, the next turn initiative? All right. Uh, I will say that you're just, you're not, we're not going to go with the rules of holding your action, but we're going to treat it as such for everyone else's perspective. Seer. You see, Aluya tried to go to the door. No luck. You see that uh, Mavet was staring at the ground, and he's uh, concocting a plan. What do you do? You you feel very guilty for initiating the situation, I would presume. Oh, yeah, but here's my question. So which way is the wall going to come towards? The wall from the south is going to come to the north. Hmm. I mean, there's a few options. One, there's these alcoves, and then people could kind of jump in. Which is not a bad thing, but the problem is if it closes fully, then we're kind of, like, stuck. However, I think the smart decision would possibly ask Owens as... Well, if he designed this... If he knew who designed this place, he probably knows how to escape it, correct? So you're going to use your bonus action talk to, uh... Talk to the big brain? Correct, and basically ask, like, we're in a room where a hallway slowly enclosing us. Be- because he's a wealth... Because he's a wealth of information, I'm going to keep this down to one back and forth containing a couple sentences. Do you understand that? I want to keep this down to around six seconds for both ends. So try to keep, yeah. Think about what you want to say. Think about it carefully, then ask. I think the thing I will say, because it's pretty straightforward. He knows his layout of the building and he might remember a hallway that has a trap that slowly encloses and crushes the people traveling south to north mm. that it's close by to the animated armor room. So I basically would probably say, in trouble here, I'm. we're stuck in a room that is slowly collapsing from the south to the north, as it is a trap that was activated as we walked into this room. It's right by the animated armor section. Do you know what? how to deactivate or how to escape? And that's what I basically say, because hopefully it kind of clicks. I hope I didn't waste my words, but that's, that's what I'm trying to phrase it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information. He has a big brain. Quickly clicks. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, no. Uh, quickly. There are four alcoves. Take out the armor sets. Hide within. It should pass. But you only see two alcoves. Hopefully people enjoy being squished together. Mm-hmm. Just like I mentioned before, that... Uh, you can see the dust exuding from uh, the walls opposite of uh, the alcoves. So from Eddie's perspective to his left, there is dust escaping through the uh, cracks, but it's not enough to get a... Uh, it's not a peephole or anything. There's no cracks to truly see within it. Same thing with uh, the right of Seer. A ton of... Uh, a ton of dust is spilling out. Seer, that was your bonus action. What do you do? 
probably yell to Eddie with my free action of being like, destroy the armaments, get, and we get into the alcoves. Basically, just keeping it short and sweet. Yeah. Be yeah, because these knights in the alcoves are taking up a lot of room. It doesn't seem feasible to share space with them. Well, that's why what I'm going to do. I'm okay being able to avoid getting crushed. I'm the, I might be the only person in the group that can avoid being crushed. Well, no. I have a way to get out and take one person with me, but that leaves two other people stuck. Two of us can get into the alcoves. Yeah, I was going to say, is that Dimension Door or Thunderstep? Dimension Door. Yeah, aren't you happy that you got it? <laughs> Fucking Eddie for the win for that one. <laughs> but no, oh. the idea is that, you know, we have ways to escape, but the key thing is, like, for those that can't escape, I have a way to make it so that I can't get crushed. But the people that can get crushed is, like, Eddie, although he could shrink himself into his vape pen, so that's one advantage. Number two is that you can escape with Mavette, and then I could get out. But if we can't do that right away in such speeds... I... I, I do apologize. I do like the tactics, but I want to keep things moving along with... Uh, again, uh, usually I, I'm not one to really hammer down on uh, talking about tactics or getting into specifics. But I feel like in this particular situation, the panic serves a useful uh, function for this disorder. He's major of your story. Is there anything else you'd like to do during your turn? No. Oh my god, I have a trick that it makes us avoid even having to worry about the alcoves. There you go. Tell me if it works before I waste my time. I'm planning to go into the alcove with an armor piece in and cast rope trick. Remind me of the specifics of the spell and what I can your make a are. extra dimensional space that could fit at least eight people, but it basically is I have a rope that goes up to like the ceiling makes a hole. We all go in, but the only problem is Lou is going to have to leave the bag of holding. Uh, no, she doesn't. Oh no, it doesn't apply to that. It, it's a common misconception, but like it's not really like that. That general like thing that's like, oh, if you just like put any extra dimensional thing in another extra dimensional thing, like this will happen. Uh, it's like uh, in fact, I think it's oh, I can't remember if it's either it's in the description. It's because rope trick's not an item, is it? It's a spell specifically. Yeah, so it's like, because, like, for example, you can bring a, um, like, you could bring a bag of holding into a demiplane, for example. Okay, just judging by this back and forth, uh, like, again, I'm not too knowledgeable about a rope trip, uh, trick. I'm not seeing the, uh, spell description in particular. I, I would presume, since you really haven't, uh, been outspoken about this, Eddie, that it is, we're not seeing any sort of uh, ill use of that spell. No, no sort of exploit. It's within the realms of uh, what's uh, what can happen here. But yeah, basically, the idea is like I don't need to destroy the statue. I just need us to climb. We could even use the statue to help us get into the dimensional and the extra dimensional space by climbing on the statue and going into the portal. So that's what I might do: is walk close to it and look slowly and being like, if they can't destroy the alcoves, have them run over here as I just start doing rope trick. Okay, doing a rope trick. Yep, it is one action. Just uh, double checking to make sure it won't be affected by this wall. I think the way she's avoiding that is that she's trying to put it into the alcove itself. So like, uh... That is the goal, yes. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say. Absolutely. You can absolutely do this. It's no issue. You got your one action. 
this can absolutely happen. Let me tell you the issue. If you are to do rope trick within uh, this occupied space without taking care of uh, this knight statue, people are going to have to make checks to climb this rope to get within it. If you can get rid of this uh, uh, knight statue, I will hand wave that check. Sounds good to me. That means then instead of casting rope trick right away, I just smash the statue and then cast rope trick. So there we go. All right. Statue's made of stone or armor? This is made out of stone. It is extremely heavy and extremely thick. Trying to see what spell I have. All right. No time to be generous with my spells. I'm going to try to melt this thing down with acid. Okay. So I'm going to use, for flavor, I kind of like the idea of instead of using just like Ash's Splash or Tosh's thing for burning a second spell slot, I'm going to use Melt's Acid Arrow, since I always imagine it being much bigger. Yep. Okay. Flavor this up for me. You're going to see Seer just kind of like go through their vials, like shake it like crazy, and as they are like rapidly shaking it, you can just hear like this awful squealing noise that comes through it. And then when they uncork it, you just see this tons of acid just spewing out of this bottle as if someone like will shake the can of soda and covers the whole entire statue in this acid. Okay. Okay. 44. All right. Greatness. Hang on. Yep. Within target. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't see it specifying a creature or anything. Seems up to par. All right. And uh, what level are you casting this at? Desperate times for desperate measures. I hate to do this, but I'm going to cast at third level. Because you're expending a third level uh, spell slot, I will say it does destroy the statue. So flavor it up for me. Yeah. So basically, as this like sprouting bottle of acid spews over this thing, you just see this massive stone stru- um, structure just slowly dissolve as pieces fall to the ground and disintegrate into this horrific black gunk and ooze of leftovers that's soft and squishy. But it isn't like gelatinous. It's very much like the stone is just breaking down into fine sediments. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn? And then I walk into the alcove and get ready to cast my next spell. Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, before we get on to Eddie, uh, my vet, uh, yeah, are you good enough to talk? Are you doing good? Like, uh, Would you like to tell me what your plans are? I will use the 35 feet of movement to go towards the door. Okay, what is the door made of? Is it wood or is it full metal? Full metal. I will use my action to uh, wild shape into a spider. Yep. And crawl under the door. There is no gap. Is there a keyhole? There is no keyhole. There is no knob. Then I will use my bonus action to get out of the spider form. That's perfectly fine. So that uses both actions and I will use the remainder 10 feet to get towards where Seer is. Okay. I mean, you could have just stayed the spider. That just would have guaranteed you were able to fit in whatever space. <laughs> it, oh, is, well. it is an option, uh, but hey, let's keep moving forward here. I got one more. I got one more use of it if I need to, but that would use all my resources. Yeah, I was going to say I, I like the panic of it. Like, the, this is an unnatural situation and you're starting to get deja vu <laughs> of death <laughs> that will end my turn sir all right eddie it is now your turn what do you do uh, well eddie had plenty of ideas but like uh, since everybody's like a gone with a very specific train of thought uh to uh, think he'll probably just have to uh, he's not actually not going to try to take up too many much of other people's like space so i think he's just going to have like eddie move over here and just like uh keep ready 
for when things start moving. So that'll just that'll have to be his turn, I guess. Okay. He had other th- ideas for what he's going to do with his turn, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we get on to Leah, let's uh, talk about the wall. As uh, you guys begin to uh, panic, uh, make up quick plans, uh, Sears uh, ingenuity really shining here. Uh, you guys do see the wall move 10 feet forward and it's getting uncomfortably close as it is nearing the first two out al- or first two alcoves in the hallway. It is now Aluya. Aluya is getting really close to that spear of yours. Um, all right. So, uh, above table. So we're going with this rope trick plan. I mean, no issues of getting hurt as well as you could even recover your spear and just run back to grab. Well, then again, you're. S- no, wait, you have Ogre Gauntlet, so you can move at your full speed. It just means you have to burn your action as a reaction to kind of run and climb up. I mean, your action to make the reaction. Sorry. Is that where Mavet has moved? Are you already in it? Because I don't see you. I'm in the alcove. Okay. Uh, I will do that. I will. Um... For, for the sake of everyone, just to know the ceiling is 15 foot high. Even in the alcove. Okay. Yep. I will move in and, and climb in, and I will ready to uh, remove my spear so it doesn't break, but I just want to make sure that everyone who needs to gets a chance to move on through before I make it uh, disappear. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say item interaction, one movement, and uh, unfortunately you cannot end your turn on an ally square, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, Yes. Um, so you're 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 ready uh, readying an action to uh, climb that rope when it uh, appears. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sounds good to me. Anything else on your turn? That sounds about like uh, got everything sifted. Um, my bet. Your turn. What do you do? I will go right up to the closing wall. Okay. I can do that for you. What are you gonna do? Then I will use my last wild shape to turn into a spider and go hide on the top of the armor. Yep, can do. Wild shape, hiding on top of the armor. Kind of looks like a, uh, what, what you call it, a tumbleweed. There you go. Is this one made out of stone as well? The uh, wall that's approaching? No, the armor. Yes, they are all made out of stone. Then I will climb all the way to the top of the the ceiling just to see if there's anything interesting up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cr- climb, up, climb up to the top of the ceiling, nothing interesting. Okay, and I'll, I'll end my turn. Okay. Seer, it is now your turn. Flavor it up for me. You're going to see the strangest thing, Galuya. You're going to see them basically pull out their screwdriver that they've been carrying around, their multi-tool, and they're just going to start, like, spinning it around, like, as if they're unscrewing it. And eventually, when they unscrew it, you see a weird tool that attaches to it as they just stab the roof and try to attaching the rope to the little screw um, multi-tool. And eventually... They pull out these massive amounts of co- um, co- um, sorry, concoctions they've been collecting, and then they just start putting them into this like small little basin that they had pulled out. And then once they have it all set up, they just really fling it up to the ceiling, and instead of it raining down, it just makes this weird hole up here. <laughs> That's awesome. And then they look to you and being like, let's go, as they climb up. You're so cool. All right. See you. And Aluya, using her reaction, climbed the rope. 
Um, flavor this uh, climb up a little for me. Like, what kind of style do you guys have climbing the rope? And what does this uh, rope trick uh, extra dimension look like for uh, Seer? Like, how does she construct this? What, what does it actually look like when you guys get in? Let's see. I only look at the description so I can make sure I give it a good description. Yeah. You, you don't need to be... Yeah, I was going to say, you don't need to be entirely accurate with dimensions. I'm more curious about the flavor of how uh, a Seer's rope trick would look. Oh, that's what I'm trying to get at. So, like, basically, this room, as you kind of go in, it is kind of squarish. It seems a little boring, but what makes it kind of spooky to you, Aaliyah, is that it kind of looks like, I would say, charcoal walls. And then you see little lights of, like, what seems to be glowing yellow along it and then it kind of clicks into it looks like Sears skin in the room basically with like the weird molten look and i assume that's the end of your turn yep i basically am not gonna do anything else until i have eddie and my vet in there mm-hmm. okay eddie just flavor it up for me like uh we don't really have too much danger now that everyone is secured like how's this look what are you doing it's like uh, rather than running uh, Eddie is going to continue just like uh, walking, but as he starts approaching the the hole proper, like uh, Eddie is actually basically just going to like shove him, <laughs> <laughs> like to make him go faster. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's pretty much it. There's nothing left to be undone there. <laughs> okay, and uh, uh, just to clarify, in case I missed it, are you going up the rope trick as well? I mean, the opening was made. You might as well use it. Yep, gotcha. All right. Um, Sir, if you want to have the honors of like uh, uh, telling me how this looks as uh, you guys uh, uh, succeed in uh, surviving this trap and the wall passes you all. I mean, and they said the wall would pass eventually, right? Mm-hmm. So basically the idea is like everybody goes in, they see this room that looks like molten, like textured, similar to how like Seer looks. And then Seer just kind of lays back and goes like, well, we were comfy here for about a little bit, an hour. And I think by the time the wall goes back, we'll be all right. But it seems like the alcove also has little gaps here and there. So we could also investigate it without any trouble. And then as... Yeah, I was thinking of, of like, I was thinking of like putting some wind through it just to clear all the dust so we could see, but you know. <laughs> right. But then you just, you'll see the wall slowly pass as you could watch it from the small window. And now due to Sears' um, shield being the only source of light, once the wall passes through, the alcove becomes dark and only illuminated as like a little five by five room. Mm, not exactly. Um, as uh, the wall passes, there is nothing behind it. And eventually, as you guys get out and look around, you see that uh, the door to the north is covered by said wall. And to the south, that there is something interesting. It looks like there is a door to the far south. Almost the far southeast of this entire facility. Well, there we go. Uh, you know what? I think I get it. Like, as Eddie gestures toward the, the door that just got sealed, somebody trying to come in from that side, if they didn't know what to do, they'd be kept from going this direction, and they'd have to go the long way around. Or be squished. Honestly, I want to give you inspiration for understanding the architecture and the point of that. Go take it. That that's a damn good introduction, and you are spot on. What do you guys do? Hey, bro, where'd you go? <laughs> As Malvet just skitters down from the ceiling, hops onto the head of the stone armor piece, 
And as he goes to hop off, he transforms back into Mavet. says, here I am, little bro. Ah, there you are. Hey, look, we found a new door. Gestures behind them. <laughs> I think I would take the lead to go and open said door. Okay. Who's going to take the lead? Thank you. I don't want to keep you the one setting off everything. I did enough damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what order do uh, people enter the room in? Is it as I see it? Mabet, followed by Seer, followed by Eddie, followed by Aluya? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm writing something. Uh, yes, whatever that is. Don't skip Eddie. <laughs> and Eddie. Couldn't forget Eddie. Look, I need to push this joke as long as I possibly can. <laughs> Peckins was... I want to say Peckins got cut off from this hallway when it started. But he is in the hallway and gives you guys a feathery hello with the, or at least a wave of his wing. Oh, good. I was wondering where you went. Mm. Uh, keep going south, uh, uh, Rakuzin. You can go past that wall. The only reason it's there is so you guys aren't aware that there is uh, something hidden. Okay. And just to make sure, uh, I was able to retrieve my spear, right? Retrieve your spear? Yes, you were. If you wouldn't have mentioned it, I would have destroyed it without thinking about it. Or at least thinking twice about it. It's bugging out for me, so I can't. Yeah, that's fine. Do you uh, open up uh, the door to the south? Yes, I open it up carefully. Okay, you open it up carefully. And as you do, you see something magnificent. So, as you step into this dimly lit chamber, your eyes are just drawn to the centerpiece of this room. It's a shimmering silver pool. And it is surrounded by an obsidian fountain. You see the water cascading from the mouth of a stone dragon, filling the chamber with a gentle sound of trickling water. You approach it? Yes, you do. As you approach the pool, you feel tingle in the air, as if the very fabric of time and space were being woven before your eyes. The surface of the pool begins to shift and swirl, revealing glimpses of distant lands and far-off times. Past and future seems to converge here. Do you look around in this room, or is your eye solely focused onto the pool? Well, are, are those things in the corner giving off water like a water fountain, you said? No. Uh, do you look around the room? Because uh, what's directly in front of you is the fountain. If you look around the room, I can give you a little bit more. Yeah, I'll look around. As you look around, you notice two black mirrors around you, each adorned with like a uh, uh, silver trim. I want to make sure not to look into the mirror part, the reflection part, if it's a mirror. Hmm. Okay. Perfectly fine. Um, so despite their elegance, there's something unsettling about them, though. Yes, you see the pools. Does anyone follow? Follow specifically just, like, into the room, or...? <laughs> yes. Because, again, like, like I always say, where you guys are on the map is where you guys are. I, I want you guys to move around as if you were moving. Oh, also, in the... The hallway's plugged. It's just like, yeah, gotta wait. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I'm motioning people here. So I assume, Seer, you're looking at the pool. Uh, good old uh, Eddie looking right at the pool. We got uh, Aluya looking at the pool. Oh, hey, look. Is this like the pool that Owen mentioned before? I think so. Yeah, it's like molten silver in this pool. It is weird. It. You honestly, like... As the silence gets a bit deafening, you can almost hear the sound of a ticking clock going forward, then reversing, then going forward with this distorted, uh, distorted sounds. 
What do you guys do? I will put my hand over the pool and see if any warmth is coming off. Absolutely none. You feel no temperature change. It's as if you're touching... Yeah, it's as if you're touching air itself. So is it a liquid? It is liquid. It's just there is no temperature change. Okay, so I will... As my hand is extended on top of it, I will slowly turn my wrist over so my hand is cupped and then lower it into the pool of liquid. Mm. I will take a sip from my hand of the liquid. Mm. Okay. Make me a charisma saving throw. So like in our next episode of uh, of a player drinking weird drinking, liquids. Yep. Yep. Player drinking liquids. I know. I was thinking the exact same thing. Well, I'm thinking I'm the best suited for it since I technically don't need to eat or drink. So I don't know if that'll do anything for me. You said saving throw? Yep, saving throw. With advantage because I don't need to eat or drink? Nope. Is a straight ass roll. How much do you get? To fill a load. 13. Roll me a D100. I don't know. Yay. This is fun. <sighs> I just want to see if he rolls the one where he just pops into a ball of glitter and it's just like, yep, you need a new character. It's like, and you're gay again. Yep. Uh, what's uh, the total? 54. 54? You have that inner voice within you again. And it just repeats again and again and again until it is the foundation of your character. I don't like the way people judge me all the time, as you have an indefinite madness. Well, damn. And just to explain why, you feel like a current going through your body, and as if a part of you was lost in time. And as your personality, your spirit tried to heal, tried to react, it got replaced with something else from someone else. Make sure to write that down. From our character's perspective, does he seem off when he did the thing he did? He he looks like a tree monster that just drank a strange liquid. Um, I'm not sure what more off he could look. Um, with, with this, uh, he's not acting in an erratic way is just a change to his personality um unless he rps it immediately uh it is not really noticeable besides the fact that he drank a foreign fluid i'll just say oh my god why did you say it like that um basically no i would just sierra be like is it good you all right but did you gather answers that you did not know before whoa when did i get here no 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 you don't like the way that they're looking at you. They're judging you. Look at their eyes. They're looking down on you. Are you even their equal? I suggest you all lower your gaze and not be so <laughs> demeaning towards me. Spear <laughs> looks confused as they never look at. What a switch. Spear <laughs> doesn't look at like eye contact. Is like, but I'm I'm not staring at you. Wait, what? We're, so where where is Spear looking? You looking into the pool? Um, I've was kind of looking into the pool, but the mirror also caught my attention pretty good. Hmm. Okay. But when I saw him drink the water, that's when I looked into the pool. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Well, you don't need to worry about that. We're just investigating if the properties of the water are fine. Oh, what? You don't think I did a good enough job? I mean, that's why I'm asking how you feel. I feel great. Why does everyone have to think I feel bad? Do I have to constantly wear a smile on my face? You could smile. Oh, so now you're going to make jokes at my expense. I see how it is. Doesn't look like they're laughing, just kind of like looks confused. Oh, what? Now you don't speak common? Seer, uh, you notice something 
in particular about Mavet. Please check your DMs. Do not mention it to the other players. Oh, don't worry. I'm just kind of yep making it quiet. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you good, Mavet? Like, I want to figure out how to use this chamber too to ask a question or get an answer. Did you ask anything before you drank it and then you got an answer or you do it simultaneously or what? Look, I- I'm not just gonna have you asking me questions like I'm an idiot. Find out for yourself and then I scoop up another handful and shove it towards Luya's face. Not trying to splash it on her. Where are you looking? Are you looking in the pool at all, Luya? Uh, I was, yeah. Because I'm fascinated by it. Okay. Just to make sure that you, your eyes didn't deviate, like, uh, you're not looking anywhere else from the sudden action. Your eyes are still either on Mavet and in the pool. The pool. Okay, got you. Well, drinking it seems to be a problem like me trying to stick my hand in the battle, so... Okay, I get it. So I'm a problem for trying to help everyone out by drinking it. If anything, I'm a problem. I do stupid stuff all the time. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Sears immune to fire damage, but she felt that one. I did. Aluya, do you need... I don't have ice. Oh, what's Eddie doing during this? I've been hearing a lot from the other players. You just, uh, watching this all unfold? So, like, I'm starting to get a lot of uh, vibes in here, so, like, maybe I'm just gonna, like, step outside while you guys, like, look in the pool or whatever. So you're not gonna look at the pool at all? To, as uh, At least as far as Eddie was concerned, like, this was more of a, uh, an Aluya thing that, like, uh, Owen had promised she could do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to ask to speak with Owen or just talk to Owen. Oh, hey, Mr. Peckins, you're still here? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're doing, you dumb bird? <laughs> you just here outside the room. <laughs> and he gives you a hug. Uh-huh. He's worried about you guys. Owen, can you hear me? Yes. Aluya, what can I do for you? I think I'm in... Your scrying pool room? Ooh, excellent. What do I do to get the information I'm looking for? Isn't it simple? You look down, the scrying pool will tell you, will show you a location and a time frame. All you need to do is tell it the location and the time frame, and the rest will resolve itself. Okay. Um, out of character specifically, what is the time frame from when that incident happened? I know the location. It was in the temple and like the rec room area, but when specifically? Well, actually, it's more important. What What is the uh, season that uh, y- your trainees, uh, like uh, when does that take place? At the start of spring. Start of spring. Okay, we'll say two years ago in spring. We won't worry about the month. But I assume Seer, or not Seer, Aluya would know the location, the time, and you can look into this pool and ask it such. Mavet, what are you doing as she's doing this? Actually, I want to know Seer and Mavet, what are you two doing as she's having this conversation? Of course, this fourth wall voice in my head keeps asking me what to do like I don't know what to do next. I, Mavet, would... Well, when I heard Eddie talk, did I feel any different when he talked compared to everyone else talking because of our connection to something? Uh, Eddie, would it be fair to say that 
Uh, again, I don't want to put emotions or words into Eddie's mouth. Would it be fair to, to say that you're disappointed with the way he's acting? It's, uh... Or Sorry, I should rephrase that. What strong emotion would uh, would Eddie be feeling in this moment when he decided, I'm just going to leave the room? Well, it's, a, it's pretty much as he said, kind of like uh, out loud, but it's just like uh, suddenly like the room just became like uh, became filled with like a lot of bad vibes. And he was just like looking to get out of it. <laughs> it actually hurts. You might be a bad vibe. Let me rephrase it. Does it mean that do I feel like Eddie is looking down upon me as much as or at all like Seer and Olivia? Mm. Or if it's the same for everyone okay. in the park? Let, 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 me, let me put it this way. And I know this is going to be confusing as hell. And fuck you, uh, Mega. Eddie, with your condition, would feel like he's judging you. Eddie is immune to that. Immune to even the thought of that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Eddie can't... He doesn't care if people look down on him. It doesn't face no, him. No, I'm just saying that your insanity isn't affecting uh, your perception of Eddie, but is affecting your perception of Eddie. Yep, this is specify Echo Knight Eddie, Fregler, Otter Eddie. Uh, again, jump in at any time, Mega, if you feel like I'm misleading him. But I, I feel like... Uh, That'd be the interaction between uh, the condition and with the way that you've uh, made Eddie. Well, I guess my action would be to go look in the mirror and see if I have like something on my face or why is everyone treating me like dog water? Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Yeah, you look in the mirror. Still the same old you. You really can't make out like what is different about you. Why are people treating you this way? Punch. You want to punch the mirror? Uh, 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 let me let let Aluya finish hers yeah, because let, I feel like we yeah because you're you're doing a lot and again I don't mean to uh, take away your player agency but I would like to see what uh, Aluya does first before you make any affirmative action like that. Okay, sorry, Aluya. You you yeah you begin. Well, what do you say? What do you do? Uh, flavor it up for me, please. I. I'm just, you know, just focusing on this pool. I um I go on my knees and kind of peer into it a little better and I kind of whisper to myself, "Show me that day in Eolus at the temple in the recall to spring. Show me what happened that day with the children." You see like the uh you see the fountain begin to bubble and ripple. And as you look deeper and deeper into the silver, you see a perfect reflection of yourself, much like the mirrors. But as you begin to look deep within this reflection, you see darkness. And then, like, I want to imagine, like, the camera pans up to Aluya's face, real Aluya's face, in this room right now. As her two friends beside her and the look of shock on your face. As we will reveal what has happened next session. Because that is a hell of a cliffhanger. Alright. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is where we're going to end our session. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savic. And any other music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. 
word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Where is the fire?